Just let go, pony boy. Stay calm. The scotch on the rocks. Please, any scotch will do. As long as it's not a blend, of course. Uh, single malt. Glenlivet, Glenfiddich, perhaps. Maybe a Glengow. Any Glen. I'm thirsty. I want a beer. What about you? You want a beer? Just a drink. A martini. Shaken monster. I actually forgot what the movies were. I was like, alright, I know I've watched them all this week. I was like, what are we talking about again? So I had to go back to our notes and pull up my tabs. But uh, I guess that's a good way to start for our listeners your podcast host is like what did we watch again what are we talking about very on top of things sure um <laughs> let's time travel back to march 25th 1983 i believe i've got my date right that is when the outsiders release which i don't know if that's a classic film now i can't really tell it, i don't it was it based felt like on a, it used to be okay i I feel like the book is, or at least was, much beloved. Um, so when this came out, it was adapting a classic story, but I don't know if that stayed uh, in like cinema circles as a classic. I don't know. This is actually a first-time watch for me, so I can't really speak to that. You're saying you're not sure if it stayed gold? <laughs> Awful. That would be the first of many from, from Josh. On, I believe that was the first text message I got was... Uh, stay golden, pony boy. Um, <laughs> which I'll admit, uh, kind of getting into the premise of our show, the only thing that really stuck with me as far as in pop culture is uh, I remember um, someone making fun of a character off the real world from the 90s because he had his hair all slicked back and they would call him pony boy. And that just <laughs> amused me just because I thought it was just absurd. I didn't really get the reference. Um, and now I just feel like that person, like, man, they were just really out of step with pop culture if they were referencing... 1983's The Outsiders on the real world for Pony Boy, but that's neither here nor there. I liked it better when it was just their own original concept of what a Pony Boy was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this here, directed by Francis Ford Coppola, so uh, obviously of Godfather fame. Um, and uh, Jack. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure Jack we'll get to uh, when it's on its 30th anniversary year. We'll go back to Jack and Will besmirch the legacy right. of Robin Williams. Yeah, I was going to say you talk about the Robin Williams movie. Jack? That was that was Francis Ford Coppola joint. Jack. I, oh, I did not know that. <laughs> Got to reevaluate my director list. Confidence. <laughs> my confidence. In well, the you know that's not actually a, a bad comp, Jared. I guess because The Outsiders is maybe a strange fusion of the family friendliness of Jack with the. Uh, I guess the thuggery of the Godfather and the violence. Uh, that's something I didn't really expect, but this definitely screams like now, like this would be like uh, aimed at like Nickelodeon audience or like the YA crowd. Like this feels very much like this is aimed at teenagers. Uh, mm, of that time period. Yes. Today's youth too dumb to sit around <laughs> watching something like this. Uh... Josh right. took time to come from his front yard yelling at children. <laughs> it's about There's that no time. Way. This is There's the segment no of the show where uh, old man Josh laments uh, the world we live <laughs> in. Uh, but I can only assume that means that uh, you look favorably on the outsiders. 
it's it's a weird relationship. This was my first viewing as well. Um, uh, I am a I'm, I'm a nostalgic type guy, so I do enjoy things from the '80s. Uh, obviously, it's a pretty cool cast, just in, mainly because most of those guys it was before they were big, you know. So Tom you have Cruise what? is a lackey who just jumps off of the front of trucks, basically. Yeah, maybe has a handful of lines, maybe. Uh, and the same can be said for a lot of them. I mean, Rob Lowe, uh, Emilio Estevez, he gets a few more lines, but it's it's really weird to see all these big names in this one movie like this at their youth. And uh, a lot of them that we know today to be big headlining name stars, they're, you know, they're barely in the film actually, but Matt Dillon's uh, probably the one that has, he has like the showy role that did go on to do something, but I definitely are two yeah, leads here. Uh, C. Thomas Howell. I had to look him up. I didn't know who <laughs> pony boy actually yeah, was. Yeah. I wasn't as familiar with him. And of course, uh, Ralph Macchio, uh, he was getting pretty big at the time because he was kind of an 80s fad, you know, with being uh, the Karate Kid and this. And I think he there was, was a movie Crossroads. He, he was an 80s fad. Him, the human being himself. <laughs> His time is well, over. And that's unfortunate. I like the guy, but uh, that did seem pretty much to be the epitome of his career was the 80s. Uh, so... So do you think it uh, just plays to like a nostalgia type trip, either going back to like early eighties movies or maybe the time period, I believe it was the fifties. Is this set in the mid fifties? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have like the old greaser gangs and stuff. And so, I mean, I guess it kind of works in that way as well, because in, in that way it doesn't truly age because it was already playing back to an older time. Uh, but of course, for people like ourselves that were very much '80s kids, uh, that it, it has that draw to it, you know. Um, I, I don't know if it's necessarily a timeless movie, though. I mean, it's it's got some cheese, you know. It's got some heavy cheese factor to it, and uh, <sighs> <laughs> mm -mm. if I, I was, you know, I was actually kind of thinking if you were, if they were to remake this movie, how they would do it, and Please don't. <laughs> no, no, but I'm surprised they haven't, to be honest. I'll tell you uh, how they do it. It'd be Sean Penn's Bad Boys is how it would be. That oh would be the remake. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah. I, I'm afraid that if they were to remake it today, they would go all like modern day gangs. And it would be, I don't know, troubling. They they, <laughs> they would take it down some weird avenues. I it think, would just but. be kids on their social media profiles just hooking up with Russians, right? And just hacking democracy. Yeah. That I don't yeah. think would be very interesting as far as knife fights or uh, Pony Boy uh, going blonde. I don't I don't think. I unless for the Instagram. <laughs> the names in this movie. Soda Pop, Pony Boy. They're badass. Um. <laughs> better be if your name's Pony Boy. That is all I can say. Yeah, you're going to be very well tested in uh, fighting. I'll tell you what, man. Who is, who is the, I guess, the, the jock punk who gets <laughs> drowned in a fountain by Ralph Macchio? Who is the man who's held down <laughs> to his dying Wasn't, that, wasn't that Leaf Garrett's character? <laughs> oh, that, the indignity of it all. That's a movie unto itself. <laughs> <laughs> dying at the hands of Ralph Macchio is playing a, was he playing a 15 year old, 16 year old? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, 
I I just wanted to throw Bad Boys out there because I can't wait to talk about that one. Uh, <laughs> because I, I have a lot of things to say about that. All right, movie. well, Josh, you brought up. And I'll, I'll I'll see what what Jared's take is here. Uh, you were saying like modernizing the outsiders. I thought it was kind of interesting these two coming out on the same day. In that at that time, that was a modern version, I guess, of like a juvenile delinquent. Now. It's excessive because in this version of Bad Boys, and much to Jared's chagrin, it's not the Martin Lawrence Will Smith one that he got all excited <laughs> <Damn> about. <laughs> last last time we recorded, when we were planning this. He was drunk. Well, I mean, he's drunk when he's recording most of these, and he was already getting pumped for that. And I tried to pump the brakes, and then Josh, you then had to reiterate, like Jared, it is not the Michael Bay version. <laughs> yeah, you you went specifically out of your way. Like now, this this isn't the. <laughs> The Will Smith bad boys. This is an old Sean Penn movie. We're like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then five minutes later, Jerry's like, I can't believe they don't have the Will Smith, Martin Lawrence bad boys on any of these streaming services. It's like, Jerry, we're not watching that version. Um, this version starts with the Sean Penn character uh, in, I guess, the rough streets of Chicago. He's Mick O'Brien, so it's a little bit better than Pony Boy or Soda Pop. Uh, I disagree. Well, okay. I'd say that it serves his purposes a little bit better as far as his clout, maybe on the streets of Chicago. Uh, I would have liked to have seen his character going to juvenile detention. Named as Pony Pop? Boy. At, no, as no, named Pony Boy. Nasty Hellcat. You have a funny nickname. Which one would be worse in juvie prison? I feel like Soda Pop would probably be the worst name in juvie worse prison. Pony Boy. Hmm. I think Pony Boy would be one of those maybe like <clears throat> so ironic that maybe he is actually a badass, but like there's something about, there's something about soda pop that just doesn't sit right. Um, yeah, I'll say so. Mick O'Brien here, not soda pop. Uh, I I initially thought this was going to be far more broad than what it turned out to be. Like it becomes kind of like a strange. I don't know, like Escape from Alcatraz type movie where it's just about like the day-to-day existence of jail. And I guess like plotting against one another. It's this battle between the the guys who had been running this <laughs> juvie hall uh, and then little Sean Penn and his, um, I guess it's like his cue, like in James Bond, like his little tech roommate <laughs> <laughs> building bombs and uh, oh my all gosh. sorts of things. Uh, but the way the film starts out is him, I think he's like punching an old woman or he like steals her purse and then beats up a man who tries to, to he, like take him down. He breaks a window out of a car and steals a purse, Mike. I don't know how you translated that to punching an old woman. <laughs> well, he punches some older person uh, just, just for their wallet. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, well, yeah, I, I think, uh, an older gentleman tries to like follow him. And so he beats him down. So he's a clearly unlikable character. That's oh, different yeah. from The Outsiders, where, oh. I mean, that at worst, you could say, I guess, the Matt Dillon character. He's the one that you're like, okay, maybe he deserves to be put in prison or to to meet his untimely that, end. That comes off as more individual, though. It yeah. seems to be that more of the troubles is just the gang rivalries more than right. anything. And that they're being picked on and that they're poor. Uh, yeah. Here, Sean Penn... Uh, that that just seems to be his day to day job is to go steal people's wallets uh, and then come <laughs> come home and blast his uh, bass guitar too loud for his mom's liking. Uh, very well, unlikely. Just trying to put in on his day's work to get enough money to buy a gun, <laughs> so. <laughs> which then furthers his career path, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I thought this was going to be way over the top because it's 
you know, I mean, and if Sean Penn is an early adopter of this podcast, he's not going to like to hear this, but I think it's a little ridiculous that this five foot four <laughs> scrawny Sean Penn is like the Joker from Christopher Nolan's films. He is anarchy <laughs> incarnate through the streets of Chicago. <laughs> so it's it was a weird uh, shift in gears for me when he gets to prison, and I feel like they actually kind of dial it down a little bit. Like the violence that happens in prison is not as excessive as what you get in that first one where there's a cop chase, there's just gunfire on the streets of Chicago, and then when you get to prison, not as excessive, not as over the top. So I don't know if I'm disappointed in that or it just turns into like a more likable movie at that point. I'll toss it to Jared because I have a feeling he's going to go over the top. <laughs> no, I um, I thought that it can't kind of uh, was more of a, a fictionalized version of violence once they got into the prison. Like you said, when they were out in the streets of Chicago, that's probably like <laughs> you, you have people that actually live in the streets of Chicago right now that look at that as like, yeah, it's, uh, that's Tuesday. That's every Tuesday here in Chicago. So <laughs> Jared's um, being very optimistic on the streets of Chicago, saying that <laughs> the law is uh, observed every day, but every week, but Tuesday, Tuesday is when. It's the purge every week. No, I'm saying it's uh, unidentifiable from any other day of the week. Shooting, killing uh, <laughs> people, eight-year-olds getting ran over, whatever. Um, oh, we've hit that point of the show already. <laughs> this is the part where Josh really, really wants to jump in because we know uh, in continuity in our show, you love child murder on screen. But apparently, there's nothing so like it. It's the best. <laughs> I hate both of you. Well, and that that's already we already know that. That's already been established. But I'm wondering if to go back to what you initially said about modernizing like the outsiders, when they did it with bad boys, it wasn't any less silly <laughs> when they did like a modern look at like juvenile delinquency. It's still gonna become somewhat goofy. Okay, so let me just go ahead and unleash right here as you open that can of worms. Because and correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe maybe you two have a better understanding of juvenile detention than better than than myself. But I think you probably do after you stole those chicken strips. <laughs> <laughs> that is a deep pull, but for our listen for our listeners, <laughs> Josh once had an Ocean's Eleven heist as a camp counselor <laughs> to steal food out of these little babies' mouths that he was he was entrusted well, to protect children. <laughs> when, when Josh Dotson has a purge, it's on all your chicken strips. <laughs> okay. I'm not even going to dignify Proceed. that with discussion because we just don't need to go there. But off mock, I'm going to remind you all that oh, there are you. some uh, discrepancies in your... Uh, Oh, you don't want to relive it. this okay. story. <laughs> okay. No chicken strip was spared that night. The massacre. The massacre. <laughs> so proceed. You're an, you're more of an expert than we are. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, if 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 I'm such an expert, then take all this to heart. This may possibly be one of the dumbest movies I've ever watched. Bad boys, not I'm, the outsiders. Right. Right. Now. That said, still highly entertaining, but you, you you really have to stop and think about okay this this isn't prison this isn't your max maximum security prison this is juvenile you know detention as best as I understand it 
that's kind of I don't know daycare for teenagers. I mean, it's not nothing. I'm not saying it's enjoyable by any means, but my understanding is it's not like high security prison where you have little 14 year old boys getting raped and then tossed over the the railing. And uh, and the adults there are putting it on the kids to be like, all right, what happened here? Yeah, well, this happened. I guess we'll uh, <laughs> we'll wipe our hands of it then. Yeah, uh, watching it, you do have to remind yourself these are not hardened criminals. The no. society is throwing away. They're, these are not life sentences. Most of them, they're saying, hey, don't kill anybody because your your sentence is up in two months. So, right. so I mean, if you have children being thrown from the top floor here. I'd say what all those, those adults. Issues? Well, all the adults are fired. That this is a huge scale. Yeah, 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 especially the one that punches the kid. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and then okay, take. Okay, so for men who are not homosexual, but they, you know, I guess once they're in prison, that's not our target demographic, by the way. Shout out to Hiro of the Drew Bromance <laughs> Film Podcast. <laughs> oh. Oh. Um, <laughs> my again. I don't have the experience, but my understanding is it's the years long, you know, loneliness of prison that leads these men to adopting some of those choices. Here you have, again, what we presume to be like a couple teenagers who've been in <laughs> detention, what, a year or something? Probably less. Like, Three weeks. <laughs> gonna get going to get me some of this prepubescent young young boy tell you know and <laughs> somehow you made that far worse than the actual rape sequence in the film <laughs> that's how it felt that's how i felt watching that like, what, what are we watching here it i mean a rape scene in a prison movie is bad enough but like i don't know seeing these teenagers like act like <laughs> they're at such levels of desperation so you you have that you you have have them like you said you know, escape from Alcatraz again. They probably only had a couple months left to get out of there, but yet we, we got to try to escape this. <laughs> this there's madness. definitely, there's definitely an element of <clears throat> the kids, and I'm guessing if you're watching this, and if it was aimed at teenagers at the time, <clears throat> of watching Sean Penn play, like play prisoners basically, and the teenagers that maybe this was aimed at getting to see their peer group, people that look like them, well. Hopefully not, unless you have a Sean Penn fetish. Uh, get to play out that, you know, that Clint Eastwood type part. Uh, I don't know as far as the as far as watching it for entertainment value. Uh, why you would go with like the uh, the Blink One Eighty Two version of Escape from Alcatraz or Oz? It is. It's mm -hmm. a, it's weird because the outsiders watching it, its silliness is those kids still are acting like young kids. Like as far as their emotions, like they. Right. It is so damn weepy. It's like every other sequence is one of them breaking down crying and like, you know, hugging the other one. Uh, whereas this, <laughs> the best you get as far as friendship is, uh, as I said, Sean Penn having a little tech gadget guru who's just there in his army to take control. And I don't know to what end to take control of Juvie Hall. I don't know how <laughs> financially valuable that was. No, the kid, you know, wiring the bomb, that was done at a time when it wasn't even overly opportune for him. I mean, it's like your 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 cellmate's already running the joint and kind of in charge, and now you're going to blow this dude's face off. And, and uh, I don't know. It just, it, it just really doesn't – it's just not sensible. It just doesn't make sense. That said, 
it, it's entertaining just because it's so out there. I mean, when Sean Penn went and got a pillowcase full of Coke cans <laughs> and just started annihilating. <laughs> soda pop now, wouldn't you? You yeah. can see how much yeah, so <laughs> would take on a whole new nickname at that point. Yeah. Jared, I don't you're, know. Where, where, where'd you come down with these, these two movies on, uh, on youth? I thought they were both pretty ridiculous as far as, uh, how out there they were. Uh, Josh already pretty much covered bad boys and what was so ridiculous about juvie hall mirroring Oz. But, uh, the outsiders was so strange in that, one scene you'd have them crying and doing a group hug and then in the next it would be yeah we're gonna kick some ass can't wait to go out and beat some preppy ass some social ass so a rumble jared yeah a rumble the contrast but how they would act and how like how they actually were and how tough they portrayed themselves it was uh it, it was different do you feel like the if you lived in that time period that it would look as fantastical as bad, bad boys maybe does to a more modern audience as far as that type of lifestyle? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I, I think you had those types of, I, I don't know really the, the uh, history to those types of gangs as far as like in the culture of that time period, the, the greasers and the social groups and stuff. But I mean, you know, there's truth to that. I mean, even I think most generations can see truth to that type of divide, you know, when they're in school. Uh, it may not be specifically those two factions, but uh, not even necessarily gangs, you know, but just that that clash, that that clash between classes, if you will, and stuff. But at the very least, I feel like the outsiders is exploring, like, like you said, Jared, they are wearing their emotions on their sleeves. But they are trying to kind of get to the root of like what it is to be young, what it is about yeah. youth, because that, that that's what they're kind of discovering with all the <laughs> stay gold talk and, and poetry and everything. They are trying to kind of it, the kids themselves are making the point, hey, we're kids. We shouldn't be worried about this stuff. We shouldn't yeah. be dealing with this. This isn't what. <laughs> that's not how life was meant to be. We're meant to be kids right now. So I, I do feel like at least there's a commentary there that they're trying to get to the bottom of, even if it is a little bit out of place as to how, how much it's written on the screen that you're seeing it. Yeah. Versus, <clears throat> I think <laughs> bad boys almost plays more as a, a cautionary tale. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you, you act like this, you're going to end up in jail and you're going to get raped and then you're going to get thrown over a, pe- uh, a rail and you're going to die. <laughs> or blown up if you or like to rape up. people if you, if you, you get like a bomb. boom boxes up to your <laughs> up to your head be careful i just meant for the outsiders like compartmentalized just to the outsiders like i, I definitely agree that it has probably a lot more to say as far as uh commentary with what it has to say about youth and not adhering to the label that you're given compared to bad boys which was just you know, just uh, embrace it. <laughs> Muppet baby version of uh, <laughs> of prison, essentially, and just embrace it because he didn't change whatsoever until you know the ending. I did like. I did think the last fight sequence was pretty entertaining, though, in the sense that you have mm-hmm. a guy who's you know we've been griping as far as these kids acting like <laughs> you know they have a life sentence when really if they just sort of mind their business and please don't rape the younger ones. Uh, they should be able to get out of there and maybe yeah. reestablish themselves. So Sean Penn's character, who is somewhat up to that point, embraced being the kingpin of the small little world. 
when he gets a taste of like, "Mm, this isn't going to be my life forever or it shouldn't be. And is then put in with his like worst enemy. Uh, I liked seeing how he was going to handle that fight sequence when he's not going to go all out trying to kill the person. Like he's trying to survive, but he's also, he doesn't want one more crime on his record Mm -hmm. there. I thought that was, it was a pretty cool. And I actually like, you know, not to spoil the film. I like that where they cut it off. It's like, well, that's can't really top that. That's about as far as we can take this. And how it just goes into credits. Uh, I did feel like the counterpoint with the outsiders was there were, and maybe where it's based on a book, there were a lot of different interactions with the other characters that I felt like were shoehorned in to cover the beats, but they didn't feel like they happened too naturally. Like the Matt Dillon thing I referenced early on where he certainly just kind of goes all out and loses it. I was like, is that really how this would go down? Or this was going to happen with this guy anyway. Like what has his lifestyle been up to that point? But it's Mm. like, it's like we have to just drop back in and be like, all right, like let's wrap this up. Let's go to this character and finish him off. And, uh, I, I guess Josh, you brought up when we were talking about this, that there is a longer version that is more like the, uh, the novel that Coppola came out with about 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. He had, uh, he had to cut down the original quite a bit. I, I, I can't remember if it was studio request or, or, or what it was, but uh, from what I read, the story was that his granddaughter was reading the book and was excited because she was going to watch the movie. And he was apparently like ashamed that like, oh, somebody who adores the book <laughs> that I care about is going to be like, comparing notes with the movie, and it's been butchered. That's interesting. So, so you actually had a filmmaker he... that's like, oh, God, they're going to watch my version in class, <laughs> and it's going <laughs> to yeah. have my name on it. Hmm. Yeah, so he, that's when he went back and made, you know, apparently he had originally uh, shot a lot of the stuff necessary to make it more book-like, but for whatever reason, it, it had been changed. So, yeah, I guess that version's out there. I, I haven't seen it, though. But it's also, it's a true ensemble film where there's a lot of, and to what you said, where it's a lot of famous people now, you're kind mm-hmm. of waiting for like, hey, where's the big Tom Cruise scene that doesn't happen? Yeah, or, yeah. <laughs> you know, Rob Lowe is introduced and <laughs> tells Ponyboy to cuddle up to him because it's cold out. And <laughs> you know, there's like, you're seeing people with recognizable faces, whereas in Bad Boys, it's pretty much a uh, Sean, it's a Sean Penn solo story. Like, let's just see if this kid survives or not. And also where they're crammed into prison they don't i never feel like i was missing anything really other than the fact that it's absurd <laughs> i hope that, yeah yeah you know jv prison here is not like a, a younger version of oz um i don't know i actually thought i was surprised because i thought for sure this one being the forgotten film in our format i thought it would be absolute garbage and we were just gonna sit around and make fun of sean penn which <laughs> you still can if you watch the film <laughs> but you as i agree with josh you can't say it's not entertaining I was, I mean, the whole time no, I was yeah. like, I was into it. There's a lot of tension. There's a yeah. lot of tension built up. And, you know, for just to be kids, there's still that, uh, that danger of like, they might actually kill each other, even if they are just kids in prison. That was, that was the biggest problem I had with it. Because again, you're talking about the guy who thinks Roadhouse should have an Oscar. So I'm all about the <laughs> absurd eighties over the top, but, but it does take you out of the movie a little bit when you're like, wait a minute, this is kids. Would there not be somebody <laughs> in watching and intervening here? Like, this just doesn't seem like this should be happening under these people's watch. But you set that those troubles aside. It like we said, it's it's still very entertaining. I, I enjoyed these kids makeshift weapons that they were coming up with and uh uh Coke can pillowcase was pretty badass, admittedly. 
Yeah. I like I like how they reversed that uh, you know, Tweety, the guy who did the raping and <laughs> got out, you know, his death was supposed to be like <laughs> emotional for us. Like it was like a classroom <laughs> teaching moment. Like that guy who died, what was his name? Tweety. That's right. <laughs> it was Tweety. And like the class is like, oh snap, Tweety's dead. <laughs> it's like we should be glad Tweety's dead. He was out raping <laughs> kids. <laughs> Maybe it's uh the the three podcast hosts are a little more jaded that I feel like we're leaning towards yeah. bad boys because definitely when that happens in the outsiders, you're like that is a an innocent life lost. Just think of all the great things Matt Dillon could have done if his character stuck around. <laughs> mm, no, he probably just wouldn't he would got bored and eventually raped somebody, I guess. <laughs> uh he would have had a lot of catching up to do to meet Twee's numbers, I'm sure. So uh, he's still still ahead. Look, I mean <laughs> Yeah, you know, Matt Dillon's out in what Oklahoma. He didn't have them served up to him in Chicago Oz. <laughs> Just <laughs> factory assembled. <laughs> Fresh young male meat <laughs> for Tweety. <laughs> oh, what are we talking about? Bad Boys is so much better. Look at this. Look at the conversation. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Outsiders get some brownie points just with that wonderful uh, Stevie Wonder. Oh my God! Well, song. cue that music but, as we're as we're wrapping this up. Jared, give us what were the final numbers on this, by the way? Because, like I said, I don't know for sure if Outsiders is a classic or if it's just got a famous cast and famous director. The uh, Outsiders was a sixty-five percent from critics with hmm. a ten million budget and grossed in the USA twenty-five point six million. Bad Boys with a eighty-nine percent from the critics. Wow. Okay. No, uh, no budget numbers, but it grossed nine point two million. That is shocking to me. <laughs> that is Bad mm-hmm. Boys is that high critically, and The Outsiders fill the road. That just shows you that uh, uh, we are professional film critics here at Sober Cinema. <laughs> <laughs> we know of what we talk about. <laughs> I guess so. I guess Bad Boys '83 for life. <laughs> a pillowcase full of soda pop is enough to win anybody's heart. I mean, especially if you're watching him the whole time. <laughs> Your thought is, man, Sean Penn's He's thirsty. thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go rape him right now before he gets, gets his lips on those Pepsi cans. On a true level, I like the outsiders better but mm. i will say no to your uh, core this, you are a bad boy josh <laughs> <laughs> you can stay golden with us by following us on social media twitter instagram and facebook at sober cinema you can also support our chicken strip fund by pledging a buck or two all the way up to a maximum of four dollars a month if you are that type of high roller i'm calling you out once again high where you'll get exclusive episodes, early episodes, and possibly some unedited material if you are interested in even more nasty Hellcat. After all, he is the star of the show, and Josh and myself are just two roughheads. Find all of those links in the show notes, and thank you for listening. <laughs> Bad Boys was a more entertaining watch, that's for certain. <laughs> Flashbacks. Oh, God. <laughs> Josh, beat you to death with those chicken strips. <laughs> I don't know how this got turned into a story of you stealing chicken strips. 
<laughs> you just better get him after he's cooked him up, otherwise it's frozen meat to your head. <laughs> Josh beating up poor little poor little Kentucky soda pops and pony boys. <laughs> oh, you will not eat tomorrow. <laughs> I will be well fed. 